0: Let us center ourselves for a time of reflection, celebration, and worship.
1: We bid you welcome on this first Sunday of the new year. Like Janice, we gather with part of us looking backward and part of us looking forward. We gather on the first day of the new year, saddened by our losses, cherishing our joys, aware of our failures, mindful of days gone by, we gather on the cusp of 2012, eager to begin anew, hopeful for what lies ahead, promising to make changes, anticipating tomorrow and tomorrow We invite you to join our celebration of life, knowing that life includes good and bad. Endings and beginnings, we bid you welcome. Good morning. I am Clara Morbito, a member of this wonderful congregation for 15 years, I too welcome you to the spiritual home of the Unitarian Universalists of Clearwater. I now call on Cindy Noe to light the chalice. I invite you to stand as you are able in body and spirit to join her and read from our order of service the chalice-lighting words. And then please remain standing for the opening hymn.
0: We light the flame of knowledge, may understanding be with us. We light the flame of love, may caring be among us. We light the flame of holiness, may the unifying spirit be within us. Let us turn to hymn number 145 in the gray hymnal, as Tranquil Streams, number 145. Ours is a welcoming community, where we find connection. A spiritual community, where we find meaning. Ours is a sharing community, where our joys are amplified. A caring community, where our sorrows are lessened. We take this moment to reflect on our joys and sorrows and acknowledge the mutual support of our community. If you would like, you may come forward and release a stone into the water, in silence or with a brief verbal expression of a special joy or concern. Please speak into the microphone, tell us your name, and share briefly the joy or sorrow that you carry in your heart. Please speak um, as the, this time is sharing and caring. Please refrain from applause during the ritual. We also ask you to refrain from expressing your thoughts on the political or economic climate of the day, or from making announcements. Anyone wanting to share, in, in verbally or in silence, may come down. I'm Susan Golden, and I just feel so full of love and appreciation for the amazing people in my life, and I feel really very hopeful, even though all the predictions are scary, but I feel really hopeful that we are going to create a world where everybody can live and thrive. me. <laughs> um,
1: this is Aiden. Can you say Aiden? <inaudible> Aiden. <inaudible> I'm Jessica, this is Todd, and I just wanted to say that how thankful I am to make it to 2012 with all of my family and loved ones and be here with my son this year.
0: I need to ask, uh, add another name, and I will drop the stone. One of our members, Delight West, um, has had hospice call in to take care of her. Um, She's been ailing for a while, but she has turned downward. Um, She would appreciate cards and notes and flowers, But do not visit or call. That's Delight West. Delight West. Okay. Thank you. We lift up every joy, every gladness. We hold up every hurt, every sadness spoken in this good company, as well as every secret feeling held quietly in the hollows of our hearts. So be it.
1: Let us now enter the spirit of meditation. Please make yourself comfortable, and if you wish, you may close your eyes. Eternal Spirit, God of light and darkness, at this time of year, when days are short and nights are long, as we take stock of life, as we reflect on success and defeat, allow us an awareness of how far we have come. Remind us of friends and family who remain steadfast and dear to us. Remind us to bundle together and keep warm within our community. Rejoice with us in our accomplishments and mourn with us our losses. Help us to make workable resolutions and goals, knowing that our personal lives touch and influence the lives of others. Give us perspective to make priorities. Be with us, eternal spirit. As we render designs and draw blueprints for the year to come, so be it. Today, we are honored and delighted to share a couple of poems by UUC member and poet, Charles Cook. Charles tells me that he started writing poems in his middle teens and put them all in a shoebox where they remained until they were liberated by none other than this congregation, the Unitarian Universalists of Clearwater. Soledad, who was in charge of entertainment at that time, she Organized a candlelight ceremony, where Charles was able to read many of his wonderful poems. and they were soon published into two books which both of which I have and which I cherish. Now, the first poem that I will read is one, that was written March 28, 1959, 52 years ago. I love the poem because of its timelessness and its theme of universality. The love that Charles speaks of is one that can apply to the friendly relationship between any two persons in our congregation. And here is the poem, a reflective moment shared with my wife. Every now and then I think how thankful I should be to have the happy marriage that's enveloped you and me, listening to others' woes so apparent it's to me. People are too often sad and unhappy needlessly. Many things in this short life truly are beyond control. Circumstances at times will hurt, and misfortune takes its toll. Still, the most important gift, that of love with all one's soul, ours alone it is to give, it's a power we control. Let us always share our love, freely giving what we may. This much we can guarantee toward our gladness every day. Love, husband. The second poem was written July 11th, 2004, just seven years ago. The original is quite lengthy and is special because it expresses Charles's feelings that in one way or another, all the members of UUC are performing a ministry. The poem gives recognition to many members of UUC who have served our congregation in various ways, each performing a ministry in a different way. In this poem, Charles has excerpted the portions that are the heart of his feeling that we can inspire each other in this sacred hall. I hope that when you hear this poem, you will recognize the ministry you are presently performing and hopefully go on to perform others in the new year ahead. Here is the poem, excerpts, by Charles Cook. To Unitarian Universalists of Clearwater, most of all I celebrate and here recall ministries of smiles and presence of you all. If I call you reverend, just nod and know I appreciate the you I've come to know. I sing praise of all those souls who worship here, all of you, in fact, who here appear. You whose caring presence does alone add strength till united voice shall prevail at length. All here do in some way share our ministry, helping one another keep our spirits free, finding cogent ways to ferret out the true spurring one another justice to pursue, helping each of us our better selves to be, helping with great causes for humanity. To inspire each other in this sacred hall, life's great spirit did ordain us all. And in closing, I would like to share with you uh, the message that Charles just today asked me to leave with you. If if there's a message in your heart, sing it now. Thank you, Charles.
0: In preparation for today, I asked Abi if he had any thoughts about an appropriate topic. I already had a few ideas, but it's always, good, it's always a good idea to ask the boss. It makes him feel important. He suggested I talk about spiritual revolu- resolutions for this year. On Wednesday, I ran across an article that helped me to understand why a bee made the suggestion. I was volunteering in the church office, and one of my tasks was to get and sort the mail. A newsletter from the Middle Collegiate Church in New York City was addressed to Bill Welch, a former minister. My curiosity was aroused, so I began reading it. Middle Collegiate Church is very active in social justice issues and is an ecumenical church affiliated with the Reformed Church in America. It sounds like a liberal church, like Unitarian, Universalist, but with a little more traditional Christianity in its beliefs. In the letter from the minister, she wrote that she had been trying to change the culture of of the church from, you are welcome, just as you are as you come through the door. Sounds kind of familiar. Two, you are welcome just as you are as you come through the door. And both our God and our community expect all of us to change and grow and become more whole. Well, I need to change that wording just a little to say both a bee and our community Expect all of us to change, and grow, and become more whole. Hold that thought for a moment. Before I get too far, I want to warn you that I just finished a 24-lesson course in Emerson, Thoreau, and the Transcendental Movement. It was produced by the teaching company, which I highly recommend and taught by Professor Ashton Nichols from Dickinson College. I will volunteer to do a sermon um, this summer, but I don't know if it's going to fit into our theme, but y'all will get a little preview as I make some references to transcendentalism. Okay. To help me understand the word spiritual, I went to dictionary.com. I'm not really good with abstract terms. I think that's why I'm an accountant. I was hoping for insight, and boy, did I get it. The definition of spiritual set me to spirit. Did you know there are 27 definitions of the word spirit? One of them is that turpentine stuff that you use for painting. I looked for the definitions that I could comprehend and that would lend themselves to a sermon for Unitarian Universalists on New Year's Day. Here are two that I liked. The number eight definition, spirit is an attitude or principle that inspires, animates, or pervades thought, feeling, or action. Let me repeat that. Spirit is an attitude or principle that inspires, animates, or pervades thought, feeling, or action. I liked number nine also. Spirit is the principle of conscious life, the vital principle in humans that animates the body or mediates between body and soul. As you may have noticed, there's no religious element in either of these definitions. The Transcendentalist movement can probably take credit. Transcendentalism put a different spin on spirituality. One of those spins was spiritual lives need not be tied to dogma or traditional ritual. So, is there an attitude or principle in which you can expand your thinking or actions and hopefully make you a more whole person and maybe even make this world a little better place for all of us to live? I can speak to this personally. When I no longer could receive classical music on my car radio because, you know, NPR station split, and that transmitter is down in Venice. It doesn't come north of Olmerton. I turned to courses from the teaching company. I've, I've I'm done oh, like a 48 course on um, literature of the Western world. I did one on understanding reading, and then, of course, this one on transcendentalism. When it went on sale, I bought it. Now on my trips to and from work, I can learn about some of the basic principles of Unitarian Universalism. I already knew what I believed, but in these sessions, I learned the philosophical underpinnings of my beliefs. My gosh, there's reasons why I think the way I do. I just didn't have a clue. And I now know my thoughts have a strong spiritual rationale behind them. As I said, I hope to be able to share some of this with you. And I have also been inspired to delve deeper into them, especially living simply, a little in the manner of Henry David Thoreau. Does anybody have a cabin nearby that I can use? Has to be close. How close? I'm not going to let you humanists off the hook. I hear a few giggling. You know, they're not spiritual. Bull. By the definitions I quoted, humanism can be a spiritual practice but you have to pursue it, learn it, and put it into action. Some of you are working on getting a humanist study group together here at UUC. Hopefully it will encourage folks to learn in-depth about humanism and put, and put their learnings into actions for themselves and for the community. Members here at UUC have lived out their spirituality. Bill DeJong's passion for social justice led him to Phoenix, where he got arrested for peacefully protesting against the immigration laws and practices of that area. Brandt was moved to make the church office run efficiently by putting together an office volunteer manual and then training the volunteers to do the work. Now the office is professional, well-run, and efficient, allowing paid staff to pursue their tasks. And I'm afraid Barb's going to get burned out, so I hope there's another person who will be inspired and moved to do that. Charles Cook pursues his passion of poetry to help bring more meaning to himself and to the lives of others. And we're fortunate to benefit from that. As I was writing this, I was thinking about the regular New Year's resolutions we often make. Exercising, losing weight, watching less TV, you know them all. As we know, they usually don't last very long. I've realized that to make any resolution successful, passion or spirit must per pervade one's soul, one's ideas, and one's actions. Shallow inspiration does not work. I also liked the twelfth 12th defini- 12th definition of spirit from dictionary.com. Spirit is the soul or heart in us that arouses feelings or emotions that prompt us to action. We all have spirituality. We just need to let it inspire us to become more whole. Will the ushers please come forward? We take an offering each Sunday to give, us, to give of our material resources with generosity and gratitude to support the work and ministry of this, our religious community. No matter how much or how little we put into the offering basket, this act of giving is a symbolic reminder that giving is just as important as receiving, that sharing what we have, is how we live out our value of generosity. The offering to sustain the work and ministry of our religious community will now be received. May we be grateful for all that we bring and share to make this a beloved community. Please stand as you are able and willing to sing hymn number 318 in the gray hymnal, We Would Be One. hold hands for the benediction. A year is gone. It matters not when it began, for it has ended now. There were other years. Some began with a birthday, and some with a death. Some with one day of the month, And some with another. Some began with a song, and others with a lament. But today I start another year. It is what lies before me that concerns me now. There will be decisions and tasks. It is there will be drudgery, achievement, and defeat. There will be joy and grief. All the raw stuff of experience is waiting for me to shape and to fashion as I will. And it will never be just as I had planned. However it may appear to others, I can turn it into knowledge and wisdom or folly. If it be hard, I can make of it strength. It may become bone and sinew and steel or ashes and waste. Someone might say, it all depends on what this year may bring. But I say, what I make of it depends on me. And as this new year begins, let us together Go in peace, go making peace, living gently, loving mightily, and bowing to the mystery. Please be seated for the postlude. Brandon. Thank you, Linda.